0: hey hey (laughs) sorry is it loud
1: (laughs) oh my god i got such a scare (laughs)
0: that's a good start is it
1: (laughs) oh my god can you hear me properly
0: i can hear you good can you hear me fine
1: yes definitely i'm gonna turn you down a bit
0: sorry (laughs) (laughs) hello and welcome to the final episode of series two of dishing it I'm Colin, also known as The Food Hoover, and for the past 18 episodes, I've been graced with 21 fantastic guests to share their food memories, brand stories, and brilliant leather about the Scottish food scene. In this episode, I'm joined by Sarah Gordon, who goes by the cooking alias, The Ginger Chef, a fountain of knowledge when it comes to recipes and food reviews, and it's all very Instagrammable too. Taking a break from cooking up a storm in the kitchen, Sarah joins me to share her top food picks from all across Scotland as she creates her fiendishly brilliant Scottish food safari. So hold out your plate for one sizable portion of food chat and I'll catch you at the end for one finale roundup. Okay, Nigella, Jamie and Delia step aside. There's a recipe creator coming for you and she goes by the alias Ginger Chef. I know her as Sarah Gordon and she joins me for this episode of Dishing It. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah.
1: Hello, thank you for Hello. having me.
0: Thank you for joining me. How's your day been so far? It's a lovely sunny Saturday in Aberdeen.
1: Oh, it's not actually that sunny here, but um, oh. hopefully it picks up later on.
0: I'll be, I'll be
1: in Aberdeen later on, so hopefully I'll get some sun
0: then. Fingers crossed, get some sunburn in. Hopefully all like. <laughs> So we all like. Uh, So my Instagram feed is full of food and the majority of that is your content because you're either out eating or you're cooking up a storm in the kitchen documenting all your new recipes and for those who don't follow you do you want to give us a wee taste at what the Ginger Chef account is all about?
1: Well I started Ginger Chef basically because um I was cooking loads and I you know you sometimes just think oh I'm just going to show people like how pretty this looks and sometimes I put it up and then loads of people are starting to like it um and then eventually it was a documenting me going out for dinner a lot it does look quite bad it looks like I go out all the time Colin and I don't I swear I don't but lockdown was like, hard I, for me I, I
0: only I only go out like f- five days out of the week <laughs> it's not that bad
1: <laughs> it does look pretty bad um, and especially when I go on holiday, like when I went to Edinburgh uh, a couple of weeks ago, I felt like people were starting to hate me because I was posting a lot of food content of everywhere you go. And um, I think my mom said to me, oh, you guys went out a lot on holiday. And I was like, well, you know, we were staying in a, a hotel, so I couldn't actually cook anything. So that was my yeah, excuse exactly. for going out That's a lot. What you,
0: it's what you go on holiday for is the food. That's what I think anyway.
1: Oh, my entire holiday is just surrounding where we're going to eat.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's how it should be.
1: You have to plan these things.
0: Definitely. 100%. You don't want to go to, like, the greasy spoon in the corner. Although some greasy spoons are good, but you just don't want to be, like, you want to know where you're going. You want to be excited. Yeah. You want to look forward to things.
1: And especially right now where you're still having to book everything quite far in advance mm-hmm. when you're going out, um, which can be a, a bit of a nightmare, but we, I, I like to plan. I like to plan. Yeah. And it's actually been good for me. I have an itinerary of where we're going to eat and he's like how could we possibly eat so much and I'm like just have little and often
0: yeah I <laughs> <laughs> absolutely love that I was just a way to ask as well so you were you mentioned you in Edinburgh recently <coughs> where was um where was the top place that you ate during that time oh
1: um El Cartel mm-hmm. it was great I've
0: heard many um, a good thing about El Cartel
1: Yeah, it was really, really good. Mexican, lovely, lovely food. But it wasn't just like your standard Mexican food. It was almost like a la carte Mexican food. It was great. I I booked that one to keep him happy because he likes Mexican food. And I was like, before we go and do all the a la carte dining, here's some Mexican food. Do this one. (laughs)
0: Sandwich right in the middle. It's like, like, (laughs) look forward to this one. The good is coming. The good is coming.
1: Yeah, it was great.
0: great. And you're pushing four thousand followers now, I think, roughly, yeah, just, just maybe over, maybe over
1: now. Yeah. Um,
0: How does that, that feel? Well, I was like having up, people follow your food journeys.
1: Well, if you think about what four thousand people looks like in a room, mm-hmm. that's yeah, a lot of people. That's a lot. It's just a lot want of to see what, what I'm eating. It's ridiculous, but I, I love it. But um, yeah, it's it's a lot. It grew quite quickly, and um, especially at lockdown because everyone was um cooking at home and I think that's when well, that's when I started the ginger chef website for recipes because people kept messing with being like how do you make this how do you make this and I was like well instead of just repeating myself I'm just gonna type it all up the website. yeah right.
0: please send the link website.
1: yeah and it, it was um it kept me busy when work was a bit quiet starting to type up the recipes and post them on um and most of them are super easy. I think anyone can do it, even if you feel you can't kick. Yeah, have but a, you make them bash. look so
0: good. You make them look so good. Like the, it's I don't know. Like the if, plating. It I, honestly, the everyone. If you haven't seen Sarah's account, go look at it because, like, the effort that goes one into the food and two into the plating is. Quite something else. Like I'm, I just slap it on the plate and then like just get in a good light, and I'm like, this will do. But you, you have the, the forks in, you have got the play settings, you got the little play settings that tie in with the theme of the food. It's amazing. I love it. I
1: had a lot of downtime.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, but what then, can I say? I was twiddling with my phone. At the same thumbs.
1: time, like, um, Stuart's waiting like three hours for dinner, and he was like, oh, "Is it, is it ready, ready?" And I'm like, food. "Yeah." I'm like, "Sorry, still so take pictures." Like, tend to give him his plate. And I'm like, go and go nuts. I'm going to just take loads of pictures of mine from 50 different angles and put a ring light in and do all this stuff. And then I end up eating mine when it's cold. But it,
0: it's the sacrifice it's, that we make. It's the sacrifice of a food blogger. Like it really is. Like I think you just have to just get used to lukewarm food.
1: Really? Yeah, totally. And like, especially when like companies might approach you about uh, like tasting their food and, and maybe doing some PR for them um you receive all the food at home after I plate it all up take all the pictures and taste it all and write things down it's freezing (laughs) and and he's just sitting there in the corner like can I just ham into this now like are you finished are you finished taking all your pictures and yeah it's a a bit tedious but it's end of the day it's it's great free food (laughs)
0: Exactly, free food and sharing the love of food. What, what better? I
1: know, exactly, exactly.
0: And so imagine a world where the Ginger Chef account didn't exist and what a sad, <laughs> sad little world that would be.
1: Dear God, what, Colin.
0: <laughs> dear God, don't say such things. What food account would you uh, steer people towards that everyone needs to follow in your eyes?
1: Ooh, that's difficult. Um, I would say, I really like Nikki's worlds. She's a good love egg. her account yes and i feel like she's just...
0: always she's always like got good places to go eat and it's yeah. everywhere across the uk she's really good even even new york she's got some content from there that's yeah. well. great
1: and probably also Carrie from documenting my dinner oh yeah. love her stuff she yeah. is a queen of cooking um and I, I, like her, her her pictures are great mm-hmm. they give me inspiration
0: it's both very good accounts yes. and both different things. Like Nikki's great for going out and eating and different places to go. And Kerry is, as you say, queen of cooking. Like she just is always on it. And it, it's pretty much every dinner for her is her content and all her dinners. Blimey, I want to live in that house. Every day is something good.
1: I'd be so fat if I lived with her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a good job we weren't in her bubble for lockdown. Oh. I know. Okay, right. So, what I love most about your account is all the recipes um, that you create. And these aren't your standard recipes. These are pretty bougie recipes, some of them. You even made overcooked rice look good recently, (laughs) the leftovers. (laughs) So, where where do you take your inspiration? Um,
1: Probably cookbooks. Um, I have a small addiction to cookbooks. Um, I've probably got about 50 in the living room um yeah i know it's crazy but um i probably plugged this so many times before but um like probably my inspiration comes from just like simple cooking um i really like i love this cookbook tin can magic
0: oh it's a great one it's a great one
1: such a good one um jessica elliot dennison i think she is and um basically just taking like the simplest things and turning them into something amazing that gives me major inspiration and that's when I really just go to my cupboard and see like what have I got here that I can make into something decent and um, definitely using cheap tinned goods which is which is her um her idea that inspired me to kind of do the same sort of thing but like um I'm just not a meat and two veg kind of gal like I don't really do like mints and tatties or a steak pie mm-hmm.
0: yeah. that gives me
1: zero inspiration
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I can't even have like one, like I will make chicken is first year just because he loves them so much but then I sometimes try to put a ginger like flair on it and he's like yeah. just do what he does. just <laughs>
0: stick to the normal way just of doing it please
1: stop trying to fancy it up but um yeah like I, I try and I try and put a spin on Uh, recipes i've seen before i love uh, sabrina gainer she does like parisian middle eastern food because there's like there's such a misconception that middle eastern cooking is complicated and it's just and it's not and her recipes just take the complexity totally out of it so i think people like that i like to look at their recipes and create my own and try and simplify it as much as possible like yeah like if i post An Indian curry, it's never going to be too simple. There's like, there's so many things involved. But I try and and simplify it, then post it on the website for people to try. And I love it when people try it and then post it and then tag me in it so I can see. That's so nice. Yeah, it is so good. And I'm like, oh, was it good? Like, and then give me feedback as well. I feel like it's a bit rubbish to say that. And I'll (laughs) know that I need to like adjust the recipe but I'll do a recipe like four or five six times over before I post it until I'm sick to death of it but it's just per- trying to perfect it for posting online yeah um but I use I use kicking as a as almost a de-stress
0: yeah skepticism
1: mm-hmm. from daily life I used to just go to work and come home and I'd be fine about spending two hours in the kitchen making dinner, but I don't have kids, so I don't have that extra stress. Yeah, and again, I totally understand people that have got kids do not have two hours to spend in the kitchen, but um, that's—it's almost like my hobby that lets me switch off from day-to-day life, and I really enjoy it. Like it's my happy place. Um, I love that. Yeah, it's probably since I was quite young as well. My mum's always been really encouraging us to try new food. I was the kid that would like want duck if it was oh. on the menu.
0: <laughs> I'm not even surprised.
1: <laughs> not, I know. And I, we, we went to a restaurant once uh, with my parents and like I was quite young and I ordered duck and then there was actually ducks outside. And my dad was like, said, oh, there's, there's one missing now. And I was like, absolutely <laughs> mortified. <depressed. laughs> But it didn't. It, it didn't uh, sway me at all. I was like, okay, I'm still having the duck, so bad. But yeah, my mum always. I love was that. Just,
0: I yeah. bet they absolutely hated great for dinner with you because they're like, right, yeah, great cheap <laughs> pub meal. Right, Sarah, look at these fish fingers and you know, like little peas and, and chips. And you're like, I want deck.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I always wanted. I'll um, have the
0: Wellington, <laughs> rare. <laughs>
1: Oh my god, yes. <laughs> I always wanted um prawns as a child, oh, somebody said.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. I the same.
1: If there was an option for like a prawn potato, prawn sandwich, I would just be on it.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I really want prawns Oh, oh I will go for sushi <sighs> later. Oh, oh I know. love that. Um, out of all your cookbooks, what's uh, what's one you think everyone should have?
1: Hmm you know recently um uh, what one did i get last time it was the diana henry from the oven to the table mm-hmm.
0: it's, oh it's is that really, like a one pot wonder type thing
1: yeah like it, it she just does really simple recipes it's actually claire found her and then we went on a small rampage of buying like i think i've got three of her books now um mm, we we're nice. really, really bad influence on each other
0: so everyone knows at home claire is uh sarah's sister Oh just, yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, my, my little I, sister.
0: I was, waiting, I was waiting for you to just go off on a tangent. I was like, oh, <laughs> I need to work on that. This is, this is a sister.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. She, um, so uh, when she buys a cookbook, I'm like, oh, I spy it. And I don't quite like it. So I'll maybe buy it too. And Then we're just really bad for each other and our shared addiction of cookbooks.
0: Oh, you should make like a little cookbook club.
1: Yeah, I know we should um actually I'll get in on it. that yeah that'd be great and we just rotate
0: I've only uh-huh. got like three. Oh, all, all my ones I know so I'll be reaping off you guys <laughs> hey freebies anyone freebies <laughs> uh yeah I've got like a few really good cookbooks but all my other ones are ones that I found over time and ones that I just kind of keep in my brain and online yeah. recipes and stuff but um yeah no I do love a cookbook it's always good yeah. I think it's that thing with cooking I think people overcomplicate and think that cooking is really complicated when really it's it's just putting things together in the right quantities and baking is the thing people should be scared of baking is scary
1: i can't bake to save my life
0: you can either cook or you can bake that's why i think i think you can't do both
1: i think it'd be very unhealthy to be good at both
0: yes yes you'd never leave the house
1: (laughs) i can't bring that into the mix i think like once you have a concept of like salt fats acid heat then you can basically make anything Mm -hmm. but what once you get into the rhythm of knowing how to sweeten something or um if it needs salt if it needs like lime juice lemon juice um stock like once you figure that out I think you can basically make anything you want
0: and where do you think your cooking bug came from is it just something that's always been with you or was it just cooking with your mum at home or how did it yeah. all come about do you think
1: so um mum mum's always been encouraging us to cook we would always kind of help her out in the kitchen and then as we grew up we used to just cook all the time at home but mainly when I moved out it was like you need to survive now yeah and I moved out yeah. at 17 and since then, I've just, I've probably been cooking more in the past four years. Before that, I used to cook a lot. And then people would say like, oh, you should maybe start a blog or something like that. And I was like, oh, I'm never going to do yeah. that. Here <sighs> time that is <laughs> Yeah. And then it was actually Greg who drinks, Um, yeah, Greg who drinks beer. Um, He is my friend's husband and he, he kept pushing me. He was like, you really need to start a blog mm-hmm. or something like just if you just do it and you'll see how good it is and and apply yourself to it and he gave me the final push to start Ginger Chef um all credit to Greg
0: thank you Greg (laughs) thank you Greg I guess that thing is what I think is daunting at first because I was the same I wanted to like grow writing skill and whatever and then I started my blog and it was like a I actually created I think back to it it was like a lifestyle blog that started like and then it kind of evolved into a food blog (laughs) <laughs> um, but there is that horrible bit when you like want to start to like oh god like everyone's it's so cringy everyone's gonna think it's like so cringe and no one gives a fuck like no, no one actually cares apart from your own head and people might like, we got Debbie Downers out there like we'll get people who are like oh my god it's so cringe you're like oh well, fuck off I'm doing it like bitter bridget <laughs> unfollow me bitter bridget yes um. But yeah, I think it, it's such a nice release, and as you say, like cooking is a really good release for you. So why not share that with everyone else? Mm-hmm.
1: And they can always unfollow you if they don't want to.
0: Exactly, they can unfollow I mean, if they don't like it.
1: Loads of people must unfollow me all the time, but oh, you don't really, the... you, you don't really notice that. You just see like more followers yes. coming in. You're like, oh, I must be yeah. doing something right today.
0: Yeah, like the minute like when I started to share the podcast, I was like, yeah, it's going to lose me some followers, I think, <laughs> when they see when they hear Never. the voice behind the account. <laughs>
1: Uh, no, i know i love you just listening do it. to it exactly
0: oh, thanks and now you can listen to your own one oh, I'll God. You that. i don't <laughs>
1: think i'm gonna want to listen to this one i really liked um the one with Scott batty
0: yes a lot of people like that one a lot of good tips in there
1: yeah like Big i time. felt i felt like i was actually being educated mm-hmm. by listening to it
0: very informative he was, he was good yeah he's great and, yeah Really, really good. So with all your cooking, there must be a few cooking hacks in there. What's a cooking hack that you swear by?
1: You know, um,
0: <laughs> You're I don't, like, I don't, actually, I don't actually believe in hacks. <laughs> I believe about doing it all the way through.
1: <laughs> Properly. No, like I have a few, I have a few things, but like um, it's more like tips and tricks, I think. Like how to peel uh, ginger, use a teaspoon. What? Yeah, like so, you scrape the ginger with the teaspoon, and it will just take the skin right off. Don't be I am aghast.
0: <laughs> I am aghast. I use it Change I, I, your life.
1: Because
0: every time I'm cutting them, it's such a waste of ginger. Like I'm wasting good ginger, and the, obviously the peeler doesn't work because it's so bumpy mm. and groovy. Oh my god, a teaspoon.
1: Yeah, it'll change your life.
0: Oh my god, and I bet you've changed a lot of people's lives. Now when this goes <laughs> out oh my god a teaspoon for ginger great yeah. what other ones do you have
1: Keep um so like if you break off um all your bits of garlic from the bulb, mm-hmm. if you put it into a tupperware uh, box and shake it yeah, all of bomb. the yeah all of the skin will come off
0: which... and for all the garlic i use i need that one because i use a, a lot of garlic it's my main ingredient so much
1: so much and always I...
0: triple triple what the recipe says
1: but at least... Well, you might not want to do that to my recipes, because I I was going to say... I actually <laughs> I was gonna say, your, I ones,
0: your ones must be the actual good amount, so you don't need to triple say once.
1: <laughs> I would be surprised if you go into one of my recipes and it's like five cloves of garlic. It's like, obviously.
0: It's the only way. It's the only way. It's the only and way. I don't
1: buy... You know, the small garlic bulbs, what a waste of time. If they're not giant uh, ones, I'm not interested.
0: What's the point? Yeah, what's the point? <laughs> and this is actually a question you might know, you might not. But... You know, when you get your garlic and sometimes you open it, it's a beautiful kind of pinky purple colour. You know, sometimes when you get ones, they're not that colour. It's quite white.
1: Yeah.
0: Is that a sign of a bad garlic bulb? I
1: have no idea. I don't think it
0: matters. I thought you might. I thought it might be. Yeah. I was going to say, because if it still looks all right, like I just always wondered if a a pinky purple is a sign of a good garlic.
1: Maybe it's more of an organic garlic. Maybe.
0: Maybe it's had a a healthy growth.
1: Yeah. It sounds like a very highbrow. Garlic balls.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I don't know where I get them from, but if I'm lucky I get them in Aldi. Oh. You're you're, lucky.
1: I know. I love Aldi and Lidl for my food shops. Yeah. Great.
0: Lidl's very good for veg, I have to say. Yeah. Very good. Very good. And I really
1: like um, Morrison's for the Morrison's for meat. It's a very mm-hmm. odd thing to say, but yes. they always have like Scottish meat cuts.
0: Yeah. And really good meat cuts.
1: Just pick up a little rack of lamb right there and see. Get your duck,
0: yes. get all the stuff in there.
1: I know, it's great.
0: See, you love it there. Yes. So I think we can all assume that uh, you would do a killer dinner party. And obviously that's something you probably missed during lockdown, is that you haven't oh, had anyone round. Um, so much. Who would be your dream, three dream dinner guests?
1: Um, are you and they can me be dead this, or alive. Are you going to hate me if this is not food like related? Oh no,
0: yeah, it can be anyone you want, anyone you want.
1: I would say number one, and I, I think you're going to agree with me here, Emily Blunt from Devil Wears yes! Prada. Yes.
0: So would that be Emily Blunt as Emily Blunt, or Emily Blunt as um, Devil Wears Prada girl? I can't remember her name.
1: Um, Is it
0: Emily in Devil Wears Prada? What's her name in yeah, Devil Wears Prada?
1: It's Emily.
0: No, yes, it's not. Emily. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, Emily. Yeah. It's Emily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. You I did do love- it. You did it to Emily. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, it's> Emily.
1: <laughs> I just love her. I I love her in everything. So, uh, like, I just think she is. She can be any cooler. She's like smart, witty, a, a strong woman who plays a strong woman. She's so poised as well.
0: Yeah, and her with her um, husband as well. Like they're like an iconic duo. Like they are hilarious.
1: Do they say that their name combined is Crunt? <laughs>
0: <laughs> love it even more love it even more <laughs>
1: so good I, I yeah I love that um after that I would say Shonda Rhimes
0: Sh- oh yes Shonda Rhimes writer off uh, and creator of Grey's Anatomy yes 100% Bridgerton
1: scandal. Bridgerton scandal oh yeah like it helped me through lockdown I like I binged on those in lockdown I think I've watched British in like twice and *Scandal* so well, many times.
0: What's your favorite? I mean, *Grace and is obviously a hard one to binge because it takes you like a year. <laughs> there's been so many, but which out of the three is your favorite?
1: I feel, I feel it has to be Grace. It's iconic. I'm glad you
0: said Grace. Yeah, it's so Meredith.
1: Good. You just have to. You have to. I think ev- everyone should binge watch Grace at some point. I think like it's it's a it's a good watch, and you laugh, you cry, cry quite yeah. a bit actually
0: it's it's every episode's quite a roller coaster and i haven't watched it i think what series are we on now are we like is it like series 20
1: i think it's it must be
0: or it's 16 or Um, something i think i've maybe like on series i think i may be series 15 or 14, oh, yeah. maybe, uh, I think. I yeah. remember I got to a phase, I was like, right, and I just fell out of it, but I need to get back into it. But they are so good. Very well written, Shonda. If you're listening, Shonda, I know. well done. <laughs> well done, if, you.
1: If Shonda's listening now, <laughs> I'll be dead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can you give me Sarah's address, please? I'd quite like to go to her. I didn't get her invite for the dinner party. I'd quite like to go. No,
1: she's a legend. <laughs> I, she, must so be, she must be feared as well in that world, because she just... Mm. She just um, conquers everything.
0: Yes, 100%.
1: And I love that. Women at the top of her game. Um, the third one, <clears throat> basically because I have so many questions, is Princess Diana.
0: Oh, yeah. So good idea. Yeah, Princess Di.
1: Like, I'm like, why did you marry him if you knew that he was in love with somebody else? Like, after watching The Crown.
0: Yeah, it makes you think. Makes you think. My mum still gets emotional when you speak about Princess Diana. <laughs> No. there was I know she loved her and it's funny because like when you go back on photos like mum had the Diana cut like the Diana <sighs> hair mum wasn't blonde either it was like brunette but she's like everyone did it and she dressed like her like when you watch the yeah. I'm like mum totally wore that outfit like the <laughs> like high-waisted like denim long skirt <laughs> like yes. that sort of look with buttons in the front um but yeah I remember once I said when Meghan Markle came on the scene Um, I have my opinions about Meghan Markle now, but I won't say them on this podcast. But um, I remember I said to mum when she first came I was like, oh, it's nice. Like, she's fresh, like, a nice new freshness to the royal family. She's kind of like a modern-day Diana. And mum said, do not compare her to Diana. (laughs) (laughs) And then went on a rant, and I was like, all right, okay, sauce." I know.
1: I just, yeah, I think she would be a great dinner party guest because... That
0: would be a very good, very... Good lineup of guests I think And she would be great She would be And you know what It wouldn't be all about her She'd let the others speak I think
1: Yeah Very very Another very poised (sighs) Woman Um, I know I've just I've accidentally chosen Three women But I'm You know Girl power Girl Girl power
0: What would be Like your I'm going to go with Emily What would be your Main question for Emily Blunt If you had a burning question What would it be
1: (sighs) probably questions like who do you hate most in the film industry because she never says anything bad about anyone and I'm like you're harboring this
0: yeah and she was at your dinner party like it like there's no filter she would have to say it who do you think it it would be who do you think she would say
1: I don't know I like I saw I saw an interview recently it was like she was with The Rock and they seem to have the weirdest relationship but they're like best friends but they're completely different people I just think anyone could be friends with Blunt.
0: Yeah, if, the, if, if the rock
1: is, then anyone can be. Probably like Tom Cruise or something like that.
0: Mm, one of the big wigs. Of... Yeah. Mm, yeah, I think Tom Cruise could be it. We'll see. We'll ask her. We'll, we'll see if it happens. We'll...
1: I'll, I'll see what she says when she comes over. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm dying to hear about your dream food safari all across Scotland. I know this is going to be good. You've chosen to go for starter main dessert. And after dinner drink, what are you ordering? And where are you going?
1: Colin, if you think I'm only going to choose like one thing per person. I knew,
0: reading, I knew you're going to do this as well. Yeah,
1: like <laughs> that's not happening. Sophie's choice. Um, <laughs> starter. So um, we tend to go here, like I think my past two birthdays we've went here, but I love the Silver Darling. Mm-hmm. the choice. Last time I was there, for my like, for my starter, I would have the local lobster with the garlic butter every mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So good, and like, just I just love the restaurant If its like panoramic views of the beach of the harbor. Like ships are sailing by. There's literally not a bad seat.
0: In no, North it's Valley. always good. Always good.
1: Like it's a bit. It's a bit hefty on the bank account when you go there because you tend to, it is a bit expensive, but you're it's paying so for awful. like yeah you're paying for like a locally fresh caught fish in the morning.
0: Yeah, exactly. And
1: it's just it, it is a treat, but mm-hmm. I'm assuming I have no budget for my
0: oh budget is endless. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's a gifted gifted meal. Everything's <laughs> gifted, <laughs> no expense spared, and you no calories exist no. You can't Ah. get drunk that you can't eat your food like it's amazing okay
1: so if that's the case we'll just add on maybe a bottle (laughs) of verve onto that oh Um, great if you were in Glasgow I would say crab shack
0: crab shack I've heard crab shack
1: oh it's seafood that would change your life I went there a couple weeks ago and I had the langoustines and I swear they were like massive um I also had the scallops there with the anchovy garlic butter. Oh, I that. Like Game the about changer. It. Yeah, ah. I do love an anchovy. Um, but that was also good. Um, but yeah, I think that's like my two. I know it's like quite fish based, but I do like fish as a starter.
0: I was going to say, is a fish starter usually your go to? You like to yeah. start on that?
1: I'm if saying that. Like if there is a fish starter, I think I would go for that more than anything else um means so means I would say that my Aberdeen top place at the moment is wild ginger
0: Uh, oh wild ginger is so 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 good (laughs) It is like, I, th- you know why I think it's so good? Because it's so unassuming. Like you just don't expect it to be as good as it is. But the naan bread there is amazing. And the curries are just, I don't oh. know. There's something about it. I don't know what it is, but they're just amazing.
1: The wild ginger special masala that's got the giant Bengal king prawns in this like rich sweet sauce. <laughs> is. Like, I actually asked them last time I went and I was like, what is in this? And they're like, I'm sorry. It's like a top secret recipe. And I was like
0: can i work here (laughs) (laughs) i'll work i'll clean my plates
1: yes i'll wash the dishes just tell me but no um it was it was great we we sometimes get a delivery from there as well
0: it travels well it travels well in uh takeaway because you're out um dice directions that's even better because it makes it all the way out there
1: yeah it was and it is so good so that's probably my top aberdeen one um top Indian for Edinburgh mm-hmm. is
0: Dishoom yes 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 I've never been I've only been for breakfast at Dishoom oh did you I've have never... the
1: naan bacon
0: roll I did I did indeed it was so good amazing. amazing honestly and that again I didn't I had like no expectation when I went in I'd heard of Dishoom I was I was just blown away It's was just, like Indian so for breakfast like, like I don't know how that's going to look and Yes, please.
1: Yeah, so good, and the the staff are so knowledgeable mm-hmm. on the menu. Like the menu is basically like an it's like Bombay small place. If anyone hasn't yeah. been before, it's like having picky food but Indian Bombay style, which is so up my street. Um, last time I was there, we had the chicken ruby, like the ruby murray curry, and it was oh, it's just so good. I could just eat that all day long. Um,
0: is that is that named after Judy Murray? Is that like a play of words,
1: or? I think Ruby Murray isn't that a cultural <laughs> slang? Ruby Murray okay. Curry. I
0: think. Because so. honestly, I was like, I was like, they surely didn't name a curry after Judy Murray. Judy like, come Murray. on, <laughs> they
1: should call it the Judy Murray Curry. But no, I I love that restaurant. We've been a handful of times. Every time we go to Edinburgh, I always call up to see if there's spaces because the past few times, well, pre-COVID, people would queue down the street to get mm-hmm. into that place yeah um so that would be probably my top Indian for for um Edinburgh oh I actually have another Aberdeen run
0: uh, really go, go, <laughs> go for it I like it
1: <laughs> Colin's like we we've had Julia, allocated time we had, for this uh,
0: Julia Bryce on and I asked um what what one place in Aberdeen she would want to bring back that isn't open anymore and I asked for one, and she gave me like six. So, so you you go you go, Glen Coco. You you <laughs> recommend you recommend.
1: Well, Pasta Plus in Rosemount.
0: I have never been, and I've heard many a good thing about Pasta Plus.
1: It's honestly a hidden gem. Um, family run, tiny tiny store has probably like four or five tables. Um, staff are so lovely. The food is, oh, it's like you're actually in a real Italian restaurant. Small menu, there's always, I think there's always specials. And um, I'm kind of like, I do love just having a carbonara or something like that when I go in, just something classic, because mm-hmm. um, it's just so good there. I do, I do really like it.
0: Oh, I could see you like, just look at like, logging <sighs> into the distance, like uh, pasta plus. <laughs> back to it <laughs> focus focus
1: it's also so nice because it's like a store as well so when you're in you can actually pick up pasta uh tomato sauces um, and yeah. wine um and take it home so you're it's actually great. doing your food shop and having a meal at the same time
0: what better combination i think that's yeah. the thing as well. i think a lot of people assume that it's a shop because it does look like a shop from the outside but really it is a restaurant it's like a yeah. tardis It's like small from the outside, but you go in and it's still quite small inside. But yeah, um, big opportunities there.
1: It's somewhere we have to go back to soon because we haven't been there in a while. But it's it's all it's on my list.
0: Yes, hundred percent. It's on my list list now.
1: (laughs) I know. Um,
0: So where are you going for dessert?
1: So, um, Colin, I'm not a massive dessert gal,
0: but um,
1: I think if you have to go anywhere in Aberdeen for dessert, you probably want to go to Cafe Boheme yes yeah the quintessential yes. creme brulee mm-hmm. I mean you have to go French go go there I do love it but then at the same time their cheese board with like dessert wines mm-hmm. is I was going to say I
0: could imagine you would be a cheese board for dessert gal
1: I am I am but then you know I just have Stuart staring at me being like, you know, you can't eat it, you're already full." And then and there's oh, this devil on my shoulder just being like, go on.
0: Go, oh, you can <laughs> do it, Do it." But a good thing is the cheese that travels, You can box it up and take it home.
1: Oh, I know. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. Um, you're like,
0: uh, no, I don't need to box up because it's gone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's gone, Colin, it's gone. Um, but they also have an option of doing, if you're actually not that hungry, you have like the coffee and the selection of pity fours. Hmm. Which is also a good option. I win win. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if I'm gonna have dessert, I'd probably want to go there. Um they they actually did a really huge podcast on pairing red wine with cheese.
0: Oh nor- have to listen to that.
1: Yeah, like normally you would drink white wine with cheese just due to like the um the low tannins and the acidity. Um, but they did a they did a really good uh Podcast, uh, not podcast. It was just like a video that they posted, and I was inspired.
0: Oh. I do love red wine. Oh, I love red wine. See, I always have red wine with a cheese board. I, I always thought that was what you had to do.
1: No, it really probably should be white wine.
0: Huh. I know. Learn well, something I mean, every day. I'm a, I'm uh, shocked to my core.
1: Yes. It's, it's it's you need the acid to like go get get you through the salt like to kind of cut through the saltiness of the cheese and then you normally get that from a white wine rather than a red wine but yeah. a, red, a red wine cheese board you probably paired it with um quite high fat meats like chorizo mm-hmm. um and olives if you yeah basically a spanish tap yeah, well, uh, i'm, do, I'm cheese doing board. one thing
0: right i'm doing one thing right that's fine that's usually what i've got on my cheese boards so that's okay great great thank god thank, thank god. god for that thank god for that so what uh what drink is your go-to
1: so um uh, <clears throat> probably uh i'm a malbec girl mm-hmm. when i'm going to eat but if i'm gonna go out for like a cocktail like i really like grape and grain because um it's more of a wine bar i feel mm-hmm. than a cocktail it's bar.
0: really it's really nice
1: and you don't get much of that in Aberdeen. It's not like no. wine bars. Yeah, I'm a Malbec girl. But like if I'm having a cocktail, an espresso martini.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Perks me up. After a meal as well, I feel like if instead of a coffee, an espresso martini all the way.
0: Love it. Where do you think there's a good espresso martini in Aberdeen?
1: Um, tickling?
0: Yeah, tickling's always a good shout.
1: Yeah. Like I do shout like out to t- Gomez. Yeah, shout out to Gomez. Um... I love that bar just because, especially in winter, you know, you kind of go yes. down on a little your tavern.
0: Couch. Yeah. It's the great.
1: walls, you feel like you're in a little cave. Um it's, it's great. always super cozy. And they also do like, you know, good snacks, a little bit of Putin and stuff like when you're putting when you're having yeah. like when you're having your drinks. That's always a good a good place to go, I think. I yeah. like there.
0: Nice. Good choices. When you mentioned the Malbec there, it reminded me of um so. Sarah's sister is Claire and I used to work with Claire and me and Claire are friends and it was Claire's henny a few years ago and she had a home henny and um, it was in, it was at Tipling House actually and then we went to Bar 99 and I, <laughs> I'm really bad for having red wine, like well at that time I would have red wine like just constantly the whole day. And just get absolutely rat and i remember like ha- me and you were having the malbec and you're like colin just so you know the malbec is lethal from here <laughs> but it's so good and then we we're like yeah well fuck it let's just have it and then yeah. we we're drinking it and i had to go home early <laughs> i had to leave <laughs> i didn't take yeah. myself. home. i remember saying to claire i was like, I-, I need to go i'm going to say something i'm going to regret so i need to go <laughs>
1: I know like I did I did say that bar 99 9, Malbec is probably the most lethal Malbec I've ever but had. It's so to. good,
0: it's so good but it is it, it is so lethal if you drink <laughs> too much of it. It
1: is I, I, and I had to warn you because I thought it was going really well and I was like please like
0: this need boy to needs help watch.
1: but <laughs> yeah we need to switch to Shiraz or something like this is not gonna end good.
0: This boy needs an intervention. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know, I know, love. It, was, it was a great day though
0: Oh it was so good, well the, the parts that I saw <laughs> I don't know how yeah. long it went on after
1: I don't think we were uh, long after you to be honest
0: Great, I, I, you know what, they always just need one person to leave And then the rest yeah. will follow So if I got everyone home to their beds early <laughs> You are welcome Well You're done welcome. You're welcome So for all the time you spend in the kitchen You must have a bumper playlist on the go what is your feel good song that always makes makes it on the list
1: um probably um i love uh, edge, of Steve, uh, edge of 17 by Stephen X. ah uh,
0: yes you know that a is great, I pick. Do like great that, pick.
1: um but um at the moment probably like a song that makes me feel good is always gabrielle dream
0: uh Dreams can come true,
1: and it's always in my head because Stuart sings it around the house.
0: Oh, oh is it? Is it one of his favorite songs?
1: And just, for some reason, it just gets into my head. The next minute, I'm singing it as well, and it's just always in the back of my mind. But I would say for Man kitchen when I'm cooking, I'm
0: Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks, it's always a good one, and I think because it's so repetitive, you just get into it. Yeah, it's so I do good, love it. so love so it. good. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been great to get all your food recommendations I knew you wouldn't let me down and I love that you went gung-ho on your starter in your main selections and went OTT in the true form that I knew you would
1: no it's been great
0: been an absolute fantastic food ride and if you ever do get Emily Blunt Shonda Rhimes or Princess Diana uh, maybe not Princess Diana at your dinner table please do extend the invite to me
1: of course, I would never not invite you to that. And we'll have to um, hit bar 99 for some while back again.
0: Let's yeah. just do it. Wait, I, I should, I haven't had it in so long. I should be fine now, surely.
1: I don't know. Floor <laughs> me,
0: floor me after a glass. Right, great. Thank you so much and we'll see you Thank soon.
1: Thank
0: Thanks, Colin. Bye.
1: Bye.
0: Don't you just love it when people go over the top and deliver? Great food recommendations there from Sarah. Love that she kept it on Aberdeen and gave us a wee bonus from somewhere else in Scotland. I just wanted to say, if you're one of these people who think you can't cook, you totally can. Just get onto Sarah's website, look at her really simple, straightforward recipes, give it a try. Cooking's such a great way to experiment, to release, to just enjoy food and find out new things and find out what you're good at, find out what flavour combinations work. Just give it a try, what more can go wrong? If you burn it, get a takeaway. It's not that bad. It's just a nice thing eating what you've made, but it's not rocket science. You just need to follow the recipe. And when you get to the stage of building your confidence, you can wing it a little bit. And that's what I do now. All my meals are winged, 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 winged. winged. And there we are at the end of series two. If there's one thing I've taken from the past two series of this podcast, it's inspiration. From the iLife selling their home to travel Scotland in a wee van, to Kendall from Simply Donuts having the faith to build a donut empire from scratch, or Dave Griffiths forging a food community here in Aberdeen that's changing perceptions of the city. And that's just scratching the surface. I've been envious to hear the stories of guests living out their passion projects and making things happen. So to that note, I've quit my day job, I've bagged an epic part-time job, all so I can focus on my passion project, food writing. I don't know what the next days, weeks or months bring, but if I don't try now, I'll never know. Like a great man once said, go for it man, jump off the high dive, stare down the barrel of the gun, pee into the wind. And you know what Joy Tribbiani, I'm peeing into the wind. What I do know is I'll be back with another series of Dishing It in the not so distant future with hopefully a lot less time lags. And I'll be joined by plenty more guests to talk up the Scottish food scene. So until then, stay safe, eat well, and speak soon.